0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris World out joined by Greg Crone Gregory, week one of the National Football League is in the books.
1: And it was absolutely insane, Chris. It was. Like just an unbelievable weekend of football. Sunday NFL. I I forgot what it was like to live through a Sunday of NFL football. <laughs> and I mean, it couldn't have lived up to any better expectations. We saw we saw great finishes, terrible finishes, one of the most bizarre and potentially worst coaching debuts I've ever witnessed. Um, just uh, everything was great, and I loved every second of it. It was awesome. How was your Sunday?
0: Uh, it was interesting. It, w- <laughs> it was interesting. We were, you know, well, Eagles-Browns played at the same time, so we had we had two games going at once, which is always a little bit of a challenge to really, like, have a feel for like what's going on in a game but you know it was it was it was it went well things went well i did not care for the things that happened on saturday uh literally from the from the jump my my safe college football parlay was in jeopardy with with Alabama having to come from behind to beat Texas just for Texas to cover on a money line or or, yeah, yeah, just for Alabama to cover on the money line. So yeah, insanity. And I mean, I guess the insanity actually began Thursday night with that bills Rams game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, that game was so opposite of what I thought, which then proceeded Uh to, to happen almost the entire rest of the weekend. Um, But, yeah, man, it, football from Thursday all the way through Monday just dominating my life. It's it's the best. It's the absolute best.
0: Well, I've got com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all this week's lines, that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but here's what I want to do. I didn't flesh this out very well for morning. <laughs> I want to play a little game of fact or fiction based upon – what we saw from week one. I want to go through these games. I'm going to pick something that I think is interesting about it. And I want you to tell me, is this real or is this not real? Is this going to, is this going to, uh, to sort of figure itself out over the course of the season? (laughs) Let's start. I imagine this is probably going to be offensive heavy. Let's, and there's a lot of interesting things in this, This Rams game, uh, you know, I'm, gosh, gosh darn it. Okay, let's let's start with the Bills. Josh Allen leads the team in rushing 10 carries for 56 yards, followed by Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and James Cook. Will Josh Allen lead the team in rushing total yards for the season?
1: I, I can't imagine so. That can't be sustainable from a health perspective. Like I know Allen was out there running people over and stiff arming Jalen Ramsey through the turf. Um but like it's just it, you can't you can't ha- if you want to win a Super Bowl you can't be taking hits like that over and over again. Uh I think I think part of that is just the Rams defense like mm-hmm. really being able to stop the run and and block block up the middle of the field. It, it, I just think that that plays a huge role. So no, I don't think he finishes uh as the number one runner
0: for the record he Josh Allen had 763 yards rushing last year Devin Singletary 870 yards so it's
1: it's not a big chasm
0: yeah it is in that ballpark all right a lot of interesting stuff on the Rams the Matt Stafford interceptions are interesting to me because I do think there's some elbow problems going on there but I'm going to talk about Allen Robinson one catch for 12 yards I know Allen Robinson's not going to average one catch a week, but do we think there's a possibility that Robinson simply isn't going to fit into this offense?
1: I think it's first game. I th- I think it's a first game situation. I also think I think the Rams were one of those teams that didn't play any of their starters in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I think that matters when you have a new guy coming in to to a team like that, a comfortable comfortable bu- comfortable. I don't know how to say it. A a comfort factor, I guess, is the best way to put it. Well, uh, Stafford's clearly unbelievably comfortable throwing to Cooper Cup and to Higby and to the guys that have been there, uh, and I think that makes a difference. So getting him worked into the offense, I think, is going to take a couple of weeks, uh, but after that, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be a much a much better situation for Allen Robinson going forward. I can't I can't just a guy who's that talented. Yeah, I just can't see him not working like eh, not to take anything away from Robert Woods, but him and Cup were able to play, you know, interchangeably for a, a, the past few years. And even when you added in Odell Beckham last year, like, you know, everybody sort of got their their fill in terms of catches and stuff like that. So I, I just think that it's it's first week, first week jitters with that one.
0: Lots of interesting stuff in the Saints Falcons game. You know, I'm I'm tempted to talk about whether or not Jameis Winston's going to be able to throw more touchdowns than interceptions this season. I'm interested in whether Taysom Hill will be the leading rusher for this Saints <laughs> team. Uh, but I want to talk about what I think is one of the more interesting stories of Week One, and that's that it seems like Cordero Patterson waited until he was 31 years old to realize maybe he's one of the more talented running backs in the NFL, 22 carries for a buck 20 and no splash plays along of only 15. Does Cordero Patterson keep this up? Does he, let's say, uh, cause he's not, you know, on pace for over 2000 yards rushing right now. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, I, and my math is uh, obviously horrible, but you're close. Uh, yeah. I guess it's a 60 yards short. Um, Will Cordero Patterson have more than 1,350 yards rushing?
1: I think it's a possibility. I mean, like that offense under Mariota and just with the way Arthur Smith coming from the tight like you see his track record as the coordinator of the Titans. They were a run heavy offense with Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a real possibility that, that Patterson can do that. And I also think that like years and years of being essentially like a kick returner and nothing else, May have just elongated his career from a body perspective, right? He wasn't taking all those hits over and over again, play after play, as a running back. So I don't necessarily know if age is is a factor here.
0: Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, so I also I'm I'm fascinated in the inability for Mariota and Kyle Pitts to get together. Only two catches on seven targets.
1: You and me both, fella. You and me both. Um yeah, I it's I think I I don't know whether it was just a poor poor play design or not being able to there or, or the defense keying on Pitts and the throws not being as open as you know seven target ta- seven targets would indicate. Mm-hmm. Um I just I think that I think it's gonna be a work in progress there. And now I'm terrified as a Kyle Pitts fantasy football owner. Um, That it may not, this, this, this may take a lot longer than I'd really
0: hope for sure. The 49ers bears game was fascinating because of really how bad the 49ers looked. Trey Lance does not look quite ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL to my eyes, 13 to 28, no touchdowns and a pick. He's also their leading rusher. And uh, I didn't, I believe Eli Mitchell got hurt, right? Yeah.
1: He's out for a significant period of time. I think like two months.
0: Yeah, so this running game is going to be a real problem for the 49ers. And somehow, at 164 yards passing, Lance is actually the leading passer in the game in front of Justin Fields' 121 yards. Will Justin Fields crack 3,200 yards passing this season?
1: I I don't know. This This game is so hard to judge because of the weather factor. Yeah. I almost feel like you have to throw this game out and be, and just give me a redo on week one for both of these teams.
0: Okay, let's let's punt on that question. I got another one for you. Uh, this will tie into the Philadelphia Eagles game later as well, but uh, on this past Sunday, both Amonra and Aquamania St. Brown found the end zone for their respective teams. Will that happen again this season?
1: Oh, man. That's... Uh, I... I don't think so, and I think it's the Bears' side of the of the ball. Oh, for sure. Uh, that, yeah, that's is, three that is targets. the issue. Yeah. Uh, I just think unless he really emerges as as a top contributor there, I don't think the Bears are going to throw the ball enough for that to necessarily happen. Again, it was cool, though, uh, if you were watching Red Zone because they scored like like mere minutes apart. Uh, so you went from like the, the Eagles game uh of amon ross st brown scoring and then it was like oh we're going over to the bears 49ers and equanimous Equin- mm-hmm. uh, right. uh ends up scoring ends up scoring like right after it was really honestly one of the cooler things of the weekend
0: oh let's see what else is interesting let's go Steelers, Bengals, another another big surprising game although can i tell you i'm not as surprised because i do I do think we underrated the Steelers. I do think people overrated the Bengals a little bit. And I think the biggest problem with the Bengals, when people look at these young teams, especially coming off of like the Super Bowl loss, it's like, oh, it's all right. They're young. They don't know. They're not going to be as affected by it. I think this Bengals team is, they've significantly bought into their own hype.
1: Well, I just think that, I think that it's so difficult to come back from losing in the Super Bowl and because you're right, you you hear the entire time, you know how good you are leading up to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl happens, you lose last second, yada yada yada. Then you spend the all off season of like, oh, we had it in our hands. This is how good we are. How uh, this and that. And again, another team that didn't play anybody in the preseason, coming out and looking bad early yeah. on. And I know part of that was Burrow had the appendix thing, so like it wasn't exactly a, a choice to not play him, um, but. Like, I just think he took the Steelers a little bit lightly. And the Steelers, not that their offense is, is something to write home about, but defensively they're a well-built team. The T.J. Watt injury will most certainly hurt, but they still have – I mean, Maggie Fitzpatrick was unbelievable in that game. All yeah. over the field, a pick six, uh, a blocked extra point that forced the overtime. Like, they're they're a very, very good – defensive unit and they always have been under tomlin and even really for the franchise's history if we're being perfectly honest but um they they are here to play and the bengals the bengals started slow and you can't do that against a team with a good defense it becomes infinitely more difficult even though they probably should have won the game multiple times
0: for the for the Steelers, first of all i thought mitch trubisky was perfectly adequate but the one Thing the one player who everyone had hyped up is this unbelievable draft steal george pickens georgia wide receiver one catch for three yards on three targets greg will george pickens have over 40 catches this season
1: i think so i think i had to think about it for a second i think it's definitely a possibility it's again the, the issue, the issue is, is with any rookie wide receiver, it is getting into the game flow of the NFL and sort of being able to adapt to it immediately while sound, while it sounds easy in theory. And like you go through practice, you go through the preseason, getting into the regular season, it's a much different ball game. Um, I just, I think that it's hard for me to buy into not necessarily him being like a, a bust cause that's not what we're talking about, but uh disappointing completely in his first year i certainly think uh i certainly think it's not not gonna happen but i don't buy a ton of stock in it being like uh the the sky is falling after just a poor opening week performance
0: all right uh look well let's talk about this one of the things i was most confident about one of the things that i was preaching to anyone who would listen was Eagles plus or plus uh minus six and a half at Bavada alternate line? I did not account for the fact that they were going to be the worst tackling team of Week One.
1: I was prepared to cut James Bradbury after the first drive of the game.
0: I think he he probably came around on him <laughs> a little bit as the game went through. But there was an there was an about face. You're not. Yeah, right. I would I would think so. But literally the worst tackling team in the NFL week one Eagles win 38 to 35. What were your takeaways from this?
1: Well, the defense has to play better for sure. Like the, you just things, things like that can't happen. Like you can't, you can't give up like 155 yards on 14 carries to someone like that's just that's a no from yeah, me. You can't
0: can't give up the third most points of the week to the Detroit Lions.
1: You certainly can't. You certainly can't do that. And it's it's gonna be a real test this upcoming week. Um I thought offensively I was very disappointed in Devonta Smith.
0: Like Was it Devonta Smith's fault? Or was it was it, was it Jalen Hurts so focused on AJ Brown? AJ Brown had thirteen targets. Goddard and Smith had eight combined.
1: But there's also a part where like there were times where he threw to him and it seemed like he didn't know what was going on. He's blocking the ball
0: came to him.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a little, it's just something to keep an eye on. Other than that, I thought the run game looked good. That's, that's what, that's where we need to go. Go back to that. It's what was so successful last year and why we were the number one rushing attack in the league. I think that it's, You know, that opens up the rest of the offense. I thought Hurts was fine. You know, not overly impressive in the air. A.J. Brown made him look very good, uh, especially that one deep ball that he kind of came back and got uh, and a couple passes that he he sort of picked off the turf. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, too close for comfort for a Detroit Lions game. I'll
0: Mm -hmm. just say that. First time since 1961, the Eagles had uh, four different people score a rushing touchdown. And uh, the stat that I thought was crazy so the Eagles make the move in the draft, they go up, they get Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis apparently has a great camp, everyone's gushing about him. And then he plays by far the least snaps of any of the defensive tackles, including, I think, seven snaps less than than uh, Marlon tui Apatopo or however the hell you say his name. And the stat that disturbed me the most, on downs when Jordan Davis was in the game, the Eagles gave up 2.9 yards per carry. What do you think that went up to on carries when he wasn't in the game?
1: I think I think I saw this, and I don't remember the exact number, but wasn't it someone something like 9 yards a carry?
0: Greg, it was 10.
1: Oh, even better. Oh uh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. Does it, who's it, that's on Jonathan Gannon and the D line coach? Like what are we I'm, doing?
0: No, it's on Jonathan Gannon entirely. I'm very worried that Jonathan Gannon is not a fit for this defense.
1: He's a bad defensive coordinator. Like it's very obvious to me.
0: This he is was, what happens when you hire Murph and practical Jokers.
1: He was terrible last year. And he clearly doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, like, that stat's astonishing. It's it's actually baffling. And, like, I don't know what the thought process is. Like, you want to keep guys fresh, you're a rookie, like, that kind of thing. But, like, it's very clear, like, he was making a difference when on the field. And when he wasn't on the field, there were giant holes inside of the defensive line. and DeAndre Swift was just dancing through them magically. And Jamal Williams, like... they were
0: were playing five guys and five six guys in the box the whole time and they're playing a wide nine which was like oh my god haven't we had enough of the wide nine i've been over the wide nine for several decades it it wasn't even a challenge for swift to pick up the yards he picked up and i just i don't understand some of the ideas that gannon had hassan reddick is getting paid a lot of money for the one skill that he has on a football field, and that is moving forward towards a quarterback. All too often, he was moving backwards.
1: The guy doesn't know how to evaluate talent. It's very obvious, or put, at least put, even put them in the right situations. Like it's just pure misery. It really is. Like I, I don't know any other way to explain it. It's, it's not good. It's not good at all. I don't I don't like it. I don't like Jonathan Gannon. I'm over him.
0: Yeah, I am. I do not feel great about this situation. And apparently Vic Fangio's hanging around camp. Can we just give him a made-up title and let him call the defense? I mean,
1: uh, there are multiple teams I think would like Vic Fangio back, if we're being perfectly honest.
0: Well, yeah, uh, but Vic, he's literally hanging out at Eagles camp.
1: Yeah, give him a headset. There's, there's, there's got to be a contract somewhere you can sign him to.
0: You're like this can be Murr's punishment. He doesn't get to call plays anymore. Unbelievable. This is yeah, I do not feel good about this. I, I do not feel good about this at all. Gregory, um uh, for our uh for our anomaly of the game, as I mentioned, Brown 13 targets, Goddard four, Devontae four. Will that not will Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard have an equal number of targets to what AJ Brown has at the end of the season.
1: I think so. I think over the over time, it'll become a more spread out, more uh, you know, more diverse offense uh, in terms of who you're throwing it to. I, I just I can't envision, I can't envision th- that one guy is going to have more targets than the second and third options combined on on your offense.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what. Uh what happens next week because i can't imagine the vikings aren't going by the way the vikings terrify me right now oh oh god God. yeah not good what the vikings are going to do defensively to just take away aj smith and make aj brown and make anybody else beat you so concerned um
1: (laughs) i'd be more concerned about justin jefferson dalvin cook just eating us for breakfast
0: well, Dalvin only had twenty carries for ninety yards, but Justin Jefferson, nine nine uh, receptions for what a buck eighty-four, two scores. I think he had an insane uh yeah, I'm seeing eleven targets. Only four targets for Adam Thielen. So Well, I, I, I think that
1: I think that's a part of where the Packers defense is actually good. Like it is it's it's easy to overreact to week one. I don't know. Record. Did
0: you see some of the, the the highlights where Jair Alexander was saying, let me just go cover let me just go cover Jefferson and Jefferson just loses him in an instant.
1: <laughs> well, Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in the league. So, yeah. uh, that also plays a big factor. But um is that that's where I think though that that Theilen kind of got shut down a little bit and also there's just such a big focus on Jefferson in that offense. We heard it all off season that he's going to be the Cooper Cup of the the Vikings and He most certainly was, dominating the targets and then putting up a a career high, I think, 185 yards, something like that. Only
0: 184.
1: Oh, so my apologies. How many catches Rager have?
0: Uh, oh, that's a great question. Let me look at that. I I don't have that open. I'm guessing zero.
1: Yeah, my, but... that's probably my guess too. But he did return a punt for four yards that I saw. Okay, so. can we
0: talk about that? That that special teams coordinator clearly wants to have sex with Jalen Rager. I mean, did you, wow, did you read those? Is... Com- did you read those comments? No, but Jesus. Uh, let's see. Jalen Rager did not have a catch. That's not going to be shocking. Here, I'm going to read this to you. Uh, Vikings. Special teams, Jalen Rager. Like it it was baby, he made some troubling. Uh yeah, here you go. So freaking weird. where is the exact quote? Uh okay, well here's some of it. this is Viking Special Teams coordinator Matt Daniels. He spoke about the idea of using Rager as a punt returner on Thursday night and got unnecessarily thirsty while doing so. He's very stout, cocky-built guy, Daniel said. If it had stopped there, it probably would have been fine, but he continued, thick, strong legs, big glutes, really nice calves. I mean, that is... I I was salivating over this dude. That
1: is... (laughs) Wow. I don't even know... I don't even know how to like how to address that.
0: Yeah, f- Fifty Shades of Purple.
1: I guess that is <laughs> oof, my word.
0: Well, I hope they good made luck to sweet the Vikings. Models. This is going <laughs> to
1: be—they're going to come in and beat the shit out of us in Week One, aren't they? Or We're going to find
0: out. We're going to find out. It's going to be interesting. Um, uh well, I don't want the show to go nine hours, so we are going to have to move over. I want to make our picks, and we can talk about the other games as we get to there. Uh, let's talk Thursday night. Good game. The Los Angeles Chargers head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Bravada has the Chiefs minus four and a half.
1: Do we know what Mahomes' health status is? I saw an update today that he was moved to questionable with some sort of hand thing. Um, I'll check it out. But by but, the way,
0: Patrick Mahomes, he's real good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's unbelievable. And it it just goes to show you that if you have the quarterback play, I understand that Tyreek Hill is an extremely dynamic wide receiver, and and you know in the top five in terms of the the league, probably over the last five years, just from overall as a receiver. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just a, 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 a damn magician. He's he he just makes it happen all over the field, and the Chargers the Chargers defensively looked really good against the Raiders in some spots, and then they do things that are just baffling. So yeah. like I really I don't know if you can trust them. Is the game in LA or is it in Kansas? City? In KC, and Mahomes says he'll be good to go. All right, well, and you're talking about the Al Michaels debut with Kirk Herbstreit on Prime Video. Um, I, this is I, okay. Oh
0: my... I'm going to talk about something. Why do we live in 2022 and we can't watch football in 4K?
1: That Why? I don't know. I, that I can't. I can't address. It's
0: insane. It's I feel like I feel like we're getting less football in 4K than we did like 3 years ago. Like it's at least certainly possible. At that point there was like a 4K game of the week, allegedly um what the the Amazon games were were supposed to be in 4K, but then Amazon's like no, we're not doing that this year. Um so it really pisses me off. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I don't I, I
1: listen, to me Four K is cool. Like I'm fine with it. I'd like the high definition. It it'd be it'd be sick if we could get that going. Um but I don't it
0: doesn't doesn't hundred percent affect my viewing enjoyment of football. Yeah, here's the I, thing. I watch on I watch on the projector downstairs. Hmm. So the difference between standard definition and four K is is really pronounced. It's like jarring. Yeah, like you it's you definitely notice. So I could see that. It's a little bit of a bummer. Although there has been some college football in 4K. At
1: least you get that. That's yeah, nice. Well,
0: it was BYU. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody um, wants to watch Jalen Hall, no. What'd you pick?
1: I think I think it's the Chiefs. Mainly because I think Keenan Allen being out really hurt. Mike Williams seriously underperformed in week one. I don't know what the Chargers are doing in terms of running back. Luckily, I don't have the 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 constant dread of Austin Eckler's touchdowns getting vultured by random second and third string running backs anymore. But mm-hmm. to me, like it again seems like they don't know exactly what they're doing with him, which is always a problem. The first week of the season for early on in the season. Um, I just, I don't necessarily know if I trust them uh, to go into KC and, and cover the number. So I'll go chiefs minus four and a half.
0: BT Dubs, I've been saying watch Isaiah Pacheco and week one, he's the team's leading rusher. Got that T D too. They used Edwards Hilaire a lot in the in the passing game, as uh as the the Broncos did with Javante Williams, which was perplexing, but
1: uh, Dog. we'll see.
0: We'll get to the Broncos whenever their game comes up, because I oh, have some thoughts. Really? didn't the Bron- Was there a weird outcome this week? I have some thoughts. We will get there. The Carolina Panthers head to New York to take on the New York football Giants, and Bovada has the Giants minus two and a half at home.
1: Talk about two teams on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. The Giants go into Tennessee, pull off the upset, the, the Dable – Go for two at the end of the game for the lead. Saquon looks like he's legitimately able to play football again. Yeah. Daniel Jones looks exactly like I would expect throwing late game back breaking TDs only to be to be saved uh, in the end. I mean, it was a fun game for the Giants. I don't know if that style of play is sustainable for a winning season this year, um, but it was it was a good win for them overall and potentially potentially you know. Uh,
0: good moving forward for them yeah Saquon looked great and had the fastest ball carrier speed of anyone in week one
1: yeah which I don't love to hear from an Eagles fan perspective but I love to
0: hear from Uh, a we're pretty good against the run don't worry from a Saquon
1: yeah well hey I love to hear from a Saquon perspective um and then the Panthers like you just blew it. You blew it multiple times. Like you had multiple opportunities to beat the Browns. You probably should have. And instead a rookie kicker makes a 58 yard field goal as time expires to, to end the, 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 the Super Bowl and was from seventy. Oh, he absolutely crushed that. There was almost no doubt. It was going in off of his foot. So, I mean, the Panthers have the talent. They, they do offensively and they just, Baker Mayfield was, ch- I think, I think honestly them opening up with the Browns and all the off season stuff and all the, you know, uh, leaving of the Browns to go to the Panthers. I think he kind of overhyped it going into week one, just a little bit. And then y- you saw what happened early on in that game and he was sloppy and it looked bad and Not you know, know yeah, there, there were some struggles there. I think the Panthers can compete in this game though, for sure. What was the line again?
0: Um, uh, giants minus two and a half yeah I, I like the panthers to to probably win out right on the money line what do we think are we are we worried about McCaffrey? 10 carries 33 yards along of only nine
1: i think i think it's easing into the season you know that's not his normal workload um if it's if it consistently happens over the course of the
0: next like two or three games then i'd start to be concerned okay the uh Indianapolis Colts head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars plus four at home. Boy, uh, the the
1: Colts just absolute stinkers Yeah, uh, in that game against the Texans. Luckily, they battled back and, and earned themselves a tie, uh, but they have to be better. I'm sure not having Shaq Leonard didn't help defensively. You saw the middle of the field wide open. O.J. Howard just catching touchdown pass after touchdown pass. Um, well.
0: He had two catches for two touchdowns. That's so that it. Was it? Yeah.
1: Two touchdowns. Listen, you want to talk about 100% efficiency? Two catches, two TDs. You can't get much better than that for O.J. Howard. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, I mean, I think that's a part of it is Matt Ryan, new offense, new team around him. Uh, Matt I think Ryan
0: fumbled four
1: times. <laughs> he's not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but um it, it was not not the best performance but he did leave the he did lead that late game tying drive he got the td to Pittman. it was you know that that's what matt ryan does in close
0: games he, he is able to get you back into it um and By the the way, Gen- I don't i don't remember a time sorry i don't remember a time when i i remember seeing a quarterback throw for 50 passes in a game and a running back have 30 carries in the game for the same team that is actually incredible.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I can't remember having ever seen that before. I've, that is. I know it's an overtime game, and that's, that's still a little bit. But yeah, a quarterback fifty attempts, running back thirty or more attempts. That's like I, the,
1: the game ended in a tie. I can't imagine they had too many lengthy possessions in that overtime,
0: though. You know. Yeah, I I'm not going to pretend like I I caught the saw Colts, a lot of the overtime, overtime. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Wow. That is that's actually astounding. Hmm. Um, and then like the Jaguars, they they're like they're like Two Face from Batman. Sometimes mm-hmm. they look really good, especially defensively. And other times Carson Wentz throwing throwing dimes to to Jahan Dotson in the end zone. Like it. Like they have no idea who they're covering. Like. Um, I, am not a hundred percent concerned right now about Lawrence, but there are some things where you're like, this is, this is bad fellow. Like, what are we doing Etienne, All right. NFL debut. Nothing crazy. Didn't like I mean, jump didn't, off the page. Really my, I mean, he had yeah. four
0: carries for 47 yards. You would think maybe get him a little more involved when he's averaging 11.8 a clip and uh two, two catches for 18 yards. Doug likes to rotate the the running backs. You know how that goes. James Why Robinson ended up with two like TDs. Why do James Robinson this much? That I can't answer, but
1: <laughs> it is it is certainly interesting that he still continues to get the bulk of the the play down there. And maybe they just wanted to ease Etienne in to game one uh,
0: of his pro career. That's the I only thing I can really think of. You drafted this dude in the first round. Give him the I ball more than four times. And they only they look. Jonathan Taylor carried the ball thirty one times. The Jaguars had eighteen rushes. I mean, that's crazy. It's <laughs> Dougie P offense, baby. We're throwing the ball.
1: We're throwing yeah, the ball.
0: They threw more than more than two to one. Basically, uh, like two point two five to one.
1: That's insane.
0: <laughs> and I mean, the throws oh, yeah. are the throws. Twelve balls to Christian Kirk.
1: You gotta give him the targets, man. Big money.
0: Yeah, I guess he caught half of them.
1: well, hey, I didn't say I didn't say he was going to catch all the passes, but you gotta feed feed your number one receiver if you're paying him that way. All right. (laughs) You
0: say say so. Who uh, who's winning this game?
1: Uh, I kind of I kind of like. So it's Colts minus what? Uh, Colts minus four. I think the Jags cover it. I think they're just gonna play in close games all year. Like I know I know the the score line the Jaguars didn't cover against the Commanders last week, but I think I think from uh from a Colts Jaguars perspective, another division game for the Colts.
0: I, I think I think the I think they're able to I, I think the Jags are able to keep it close at home. All right. The Miami Dolphins head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada's got the Ravens minus three and a half at home.
1: I mean, two of the best-looking teams in Week One, I think, from an yeah. AFC perspective. One the Ravens they played the Jets, though. Accurate. The Ravens demolished the Jets. Lamar was throwing deep bombs all over the place. Uh, I think the Ravens are in a good place. Uh,
0: you know, outside of the Lamar contract situation, but overall, they're fine. Well, um, let's 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 temper things here. You're saying throwing deep bombs all over the place. Lamar Jackson had 213 yards passing.
1: Didn't have to throw a lot of short stuff. And I, I think the one touchdown to Bateman was like
0: 55 yards or 45 yards, something like that. There, there was a 55. The next longest was 25 yards.
1: Yeah. All right. So 55 yards to Bateman. That's a nice one. Um, I, I don't. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to evaluate them because they, they played the Jets, and the Jets are just bad. The Jets yeah, are just a are. very bad team and a very bad franchise for the entirety of my lifetime. So You're saying it's not ideal when Joe Flacco throws the ball 59 times? Honestly, if this was 2007, maybe. Because I think he might have even been in Delaware in 2007, so even better. Um, but no, I don't think I don't think that's ideal if you're a Jets fan. Um, and then the Dolphins, I mean, they did what they had to do against the Patriots. They kind of pushed them around a little bit uh, to, a, while not looking as outstanding, utilize those offensive weapons that he has. Jalen Waddle had that long touchdown to end the first half. Um, a running game leaves a lot to be desired from the Dolphins, but uh, I mean, I think overall you couldn't ask for a better start to to sort of drub Bill Belichick and the Patriots, uh, you know, Week
0: One. Well, and how uh, how about Big Balls Mike going for it on fourth and seven?
1: Well, and that's what led to the TD. That is uh, McDaniel really kind of it's it is it it feels like it's one of those new age coaching things where you just you just kind of go
0: for it whenever you want. You know what yeah. I mean? And fans scream about it when it doesn't work.
1: Uh, not me. I would never scream about a young no. coach going for an
0: unnecessary fourth down. Not this uh, guy. Just everybody goes for it on fourth down now. It's just what people do. It's bizarre to me sometimes. If, it, though. if it's fourth and short, I feel like it's pretty much a, basically a lock. that teams are going to go for it. No matter where you are in the field. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the numbers bear out that that's the right move, but that can look really, really bad. Analytics are the dumbest thing alive. But whatever, uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, what well, did you make a pick here? Sorry, uh, I think the Ravens cover in this game. I just think they're they're the better of the two teams. All right, the New England Patriots head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers plus one point at home. I, I don't.
1: I mean, I know the Mac Jones thing with the back spasms. I don't know if I trust the Patriots' offense though. They looked out of sorts like even even with even with like their full complement of of players like i don't know yeah i don't really know what's going on them with them offensively defensively you know they had some breakdowns it is what it is but the offense is what concerns me more and you're talking about a steelers team that has a what seems to be a formidable defense even again we'd mentioned the tj watt injury earlier but like they're still very good defensively um as long as as long as you can have Trubisky move the ball down the field a few times, I think the Steelers can win this game at home. I really do.
0: All right. The New York Football Jets head to Cleveland to take on uh, the new Elf at midfield and the Cleveland Browns. By the way, it's pretty it's pretty sweet. Midfield logo. Yeah. If yeah. people haven't seen it, I forget what that. Uh, it's I I can't forget what the Elf's name is. I think his house. name is Brownie. That sounds inappropriate. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> the elf is a cool logo, and uh, the the Browns are six point favorites at Buffalo. I saw
1: the logo; it looks cool. I I like it at midfield. It most certainly it most certainly is a different look for the Browns for sure. Um, I, I mean, we mentioned it though. the The Jets stink, and if it's mm-hmm. gonna be Flacco again and not who's their backup right now, Mike White is he still Mike their White? backup? I think so. Like, why not give the kid the opportunity versus 55-year-old Joe Flacco? Like, it, it's really kind of crazy to me. It makes me think that Robert Sala has just no idea what the game of football is.
0: Well, what it, I think it's it's difficult to, to look at this from an outsider's perspective because I have no doubt that Joe Flacco gives them a slightly better chance to win than Mike White does. And those wins and losses do stick on Sala's record forever. You real I mean Joe Flacco stinks, Chris. Yeah, so does Mike White. I, I understand that. We got the opportunity to see him play last year. It didn't go great. He had like five touchdowns in that one game. Oh, I forgot. You're right. He's probably the future. No, he's definitely guy. not
1: the future. The future is someone who's playing college football right now. Yeah,
0: CJ Stroud.
1: Um yeah, it's just it's not good. It's not good if you're a Jets fan. There's Mike White,
0: 2021 regular season. Five touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he's twenty-seven.
1: All right. All right. Well, yeah, maybe play Jeff Flacco then. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe stick with Flacco, or just hand the ball off. Michael Carter
0: looked good. Uh, yeah, and his ten carries.
1: He still looked good for those ten carries. Um, I don't know. I think I I think the Browns uh, might actually be two and zero for the first time since I was like five years old. So like that. Will be very interesting. I think the Browns' defense is going to eat Joe Flacco alive because he can't move back there. Yeah, uh, and their backup
0: left tackle got hurt in Dwayne Brown.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be bad news for the Jets and an zero two start. Um, Jacoby Brissett just has to continue to to do what what he, he did oh last God, week. He is not good. It's, yeah, but he doesn't have to be good against the Jets. Like he can be mediocre and let the defense carry them. If, honestly. Do, does Bavada have a line on Brown's defense to score a touchdown, like an
0: anytime TD score? I would take that. Let's see. We got 81 bets. Let us see. Win margin, uh, high-scoring quarter, either team to score three unanswered times, high-scoring half, race to 10, race to 15, race to 20, all the way up to race to 40. Uh, touchdown props, total touchdowns, total touchdowns. I am not seeing it, but there are well, a lot of options.
1: Well, when the anytime TD scorer odds come out, I mean, this is one I'd have to look at because I think the Browns' defense can get a pick six or strip sack fumble on this team very easily. I don't see any other. I don't see any other way around it. Um, I, I just I have to imagine that they can score a touchdown. You'll probably get pretty decent odds on it for sure. And I, I think that the the Browns cover this game with ease.
0: Yeah, I'm playing around on their their props, quick bet, parlay. Huh. Yeah, I yeah, this just seems bad. But this is, this is a weird weird season of football already, Greg. No, most certainly. Up next, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints plus 3
1: at home. The Bucs were sort of able to sleepwalk through Dallas. Like their offense didn't really have to 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 click on all cylinders. Like nope. I we know it Ken Godwin hamstring injury, that's that's tough for a guy who just came back from the ACL. But Mike Evans looked fine. Um Leonard Boyle Fournette fast. Which is crazy considering he's by far outside of the quarterback on the team, he's by far the oldest player. Um it I I uh, they, you know, once they do get everything in place, I think it's a very dangerous team. Uh, defensively, I mean, they shut down the Cowboys, uh, like uh, unbelievably. Outside of Dalton Schultz, that guy just continued to make catch after catch, but they didn't do anything with it. So, yeah. um, I, I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to be very good this year, uh, yet again, um, for uh, in in spite of everyone who who dislikes Tom Brady um and then the saints i mean you battled back in a division game a squeak out of win michael yes. thomas catches two touchdowns uh james looks semi-competent like it was it was it was a, a fun game to watch back and forth and the saints were able to to get over the line even though they probably shouldn't have so uh, i mean much different defense to go up against in the buccaneers defense than that uh than that falcons defense yeah uh, but The Bucs in the Brady era really struggle with the Saints for some reason, and it's in New
0: Orleans. I kind of like the Saints
1: to cover in this game.
0: All right. The Washington Commanders head to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has the Lions. Minus two and a half at home.
1: Did everyone else ride the Wentz roller coaster? I mean, (laughs) he went from being awesome to terrible to then awesome again, all in the span of a 60-minute game. Oh, that's Um, Carson Wentz, though. Yeah, I mean, it is it is legitimately like feast or famine no matter what every time, every week in and week out with Wentz. And, like, I just I don't know what to expect. John Dotson looks for real. McLaren had a touchdown. Gibson looked like he remembered how to play football. He's like, oh, they were going to take this job away from me, and now I have it uh, th- through unfortunate circumstances. But here I am. I remember how to yeah. play. Like... It it's crazy. The the defense uh, got put in bad situations by the offense, mm-hmm. uh, but they looked all right against the Jaguars team. I mean, uh, it, there it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really long season for Commanders fans, I think, and not just because I don't know if they're gonna be that great, but just every game is going to be just an absolute like thrill ride. Uh, well, yeah, it's the not thrill ride might not be the first well, thing. Uh, roller coaster. i had already said roller coaster so I didn't know if I wanted to do it again, but we'll do roller coaster. That works. Um and then the Lions like for for what it's worth, I know they lost. I know they gave up 38 points, but they also scored 35 points. They they were they showed they could move the ball on offense. DeAndre Swift is clearly for real. Like he is clearly a for real running back in the NFL, which is good to have. Goff was Pretty much exactly what you could expect from Jared Goff. The you know Goff. the the one interception, not a hundred percent on him. It was a tip pass by his own guy. Like, and it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about that sometimes. Um, no, I, th- I
0: thought Kaiser White tipped it.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right. Never mind. Jared Goff stinks. There it is. <laughs> um, it, it was it was Kaiser White that did tip it to James Bradbury for for the pick six, but. um you know their defense. Their defense is lackluster, and that that's where they're going to run into trouble. And if the Commanders uh, want to run the ball against them, like the Eagles showed, they they can certainly do that yet again. Uh, I do think though, it's it's another home game. I think the Lions do cover the number here because they just seem to always lose close games.
0: Yeah, there is basically no outcome in this game that would really surprise me if not wrong yeah if washington won by two touchdowns i'd be like okay if detroit won by two touchdowns I'd be like oh i get it
1: i yeah hey I, I don't i don't think you're wrong at all i don't think there's any way there's there's really no wrong answer if you're trying to predict this one
0: yeah which also means there's no real right answer and nope. that, that is a real problem when trying to predict a game the atlanta falcons head to los angeles to take on the los angeles rams and bavada has the Rams minus 10 and a half at home?
1: It's a, little, a big number for week two, but I do think the Rams right the ship. I mean, a lot of pomp and circumstance, uh, ring ceremonies and banner raisings in week one for the Rams, but now it's got to be down to business. Um, we talked about Alan Robinson a little bit earlier on. I think he's got to factor in more. I think Cam Akers needs to, to like do literally anything. anything. <laughs> yeah um for this rams offense to to go i mean the defense is going to be there There they're just too many talented players on that defense i think the falcons are going to struggle uh to move the ball against them um i think this is a game where the rams might be able to run away with it a little bit early and for the falcons i mean like mariota was okay and then he ends up blowing the game with a a late game fumble that allowed the saints to get a field goal and it's like it's like, well, this is this is the reason why you keep bouncing around from team to team and never really found a starting spot. Like you have to you have to know yeah, situational football, Chris. You have to know to protect the ball in that situation. Also, goddammit, get Kyle Pitts more involved in the game, mm-hmm. please, offensively, uh, for everyone's sake. But I think the Rams win this by two touchdowns. Easy.
0: Well, what I'm noticing right now is the front half of this schedule was pretty tight games. We're not gonna see that in this back half here. That's going to continue with the Seattle Seahawks heading to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Bavada has the 49ers, minus 10 at home.
1: I mean, you would think the Seahawks uh, lost last night, if that's the case with this kind of line. I think Geno Smith, while not overly impressive last night, did exactly what you have to do. There is a lot of talent on that Seattle offense. Like, there's a ton of talent on that Seattle offense. If he does this the right way and manages the games correctly and doesn't try to be a hero in situations, there is a very real chance that the Seahawks team is a little bit better than we gave everybody we gave them any credit for in the pre like lead up to the season. Uh, The defense looked pretty solid last night against what was supposed to be a little bit more of a high powered Broncos offense uh i think that i think that obviously there's emotion and things like that that played in the last night's game with russ returning so there was a little bit of extra amped upness but um i think if they can play similar games to that all year they 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 may actually not be as bad as as we thought for the 49ers Again, I mentioned it before. You kind of have to throw out week one. It doesn't help that you lose Elijah Mitchell like in in the sloppiest of slop conditions uh like that that Bears field was, which is a disgrace yeah for um sure. but I think you kind of have to just kind of wash your hands of week one and be like, you know what we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to try and see this is week one now we're we're redoing this uh we're at home. We're more than likely not going to be in one of the more ridiculous rainstorms uh, we've seen. I I I don't know if they cover the ten and a half, and 10. maybe no, maybe I don't know if they cover the ten. Maybe that's an overreaction to Seattle's game uh, on Monday night. But I do think they can win this this game with with decent ease. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Seahawks to cover uh, in this one.
0: The Arizona Cardinals head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, and Bavada's got the Raiders minus six at home. Boy, do the Cardinals big-time stink. I mean, I know it's Pat Mahomes. I
1: know it's the Chiefs, so, so that's obviously a tough one. Yeah. But, whew! I mean, it was it was 14-0 before I even sat down and knew the games had started. Like, it, the Cardinals are just a disaster, it feels, defensively. And, and offensively they couldn't do anything. Like I know James Conner scored. I know Marquise Brown got a garbage time touchdown, but they just look completely disjointed. And, and I don't think the, the Kyler Murray and uh, whatever their coach's name is, I can't think.
0: Of Cliff it. Kingsbury, Cliff by Kingsbury. the way, also Zach Ertz touchdown.
1: Ah, that is true. Zach Ertz shout out. Uh, very, very awesome to see him, uh, catching TD passes still. Um, I just think that marriage is doomed with uh, with those two, um, yeah. and they're midseason
0: hard knocks, by the way.
1: No, oh, that, that'll be I, whoever the interim coach will have his hands full um, during that. So that'll be fun. Um, be, I, I hope
0: it's whoever took over for uh, Kingsbury at, at Texas Tech. <laughs> if only.
1: Uh, and then for the Raiders, I mean. They had multiple chances to win that game, and Derek Carr throwing bad interceptions was not great. Fell in love with Devontae Adams, which is fine. Seventeen targets, I think, is a lot for one guy. Yeah, especially. it was
0: almost half of the passing attempts went yeah, spe- to Devontae.
1: Yeah, that's you can't you can't do that when you have guys like Renfro and Waller right. out there. The yep. Waller Matt specifically, Collins.
0: yeah. Well, of
1: course, the great Eagles legend, North Carolina legend, Mac Hollins legend in um,
0: general though you don't need to add anything to it
1: good good point good point uh i just think that i just think that this raiders team has a lot of potential and it was a ba- it's a bad a bad week one loss that should have it could have easily been a week one win had you made a couple smarter plays uh offensively
0: so uh i, I, I do like the sorry i do like the dichotomy good- of that game though because uh what's his name Carr literally just looked for for Adams on the other side Herbert had seven different guys who had four or more targets
1: yeah I mean it's there's there's a, a comfort level that Herbert has with a bunch of guys and most of their guys have been there you know a lot of them were there last year uh, I can't think of his first name but Carter Carter was there DeAndre last Carter. Year. yeah DeAndre Carter he was Former there last. Year. another Eagle legend That is very accurate. Another Eagle legend. Um, He was there last year. You had um,
0: Richard Rogers. Yeah, well,
1: (laughs) just going through all the playing all the Eagles hits. So, Uh, but no, yeah, it's that was that was a a fun game to to watch, but a a weird one uh, when you look at the the two different offenses for sure. Uh, I do think the Cardinals have the ability to keep this game a tiny bit close but um i just it's hard for me to put faith in kyler murray but six feels like it's too much six feels like it's is it six and a half or six six it 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 still feels like i don't know if that's a touchdown game i just don't i don't trust josh mcdaniels i think this is a little bit closer so i'll go cardinals
0: i love the chess match between josh mcdaniels and cliff kingsbury
1: Offensive gurus, Chris. Talk
0: about talk about plan checkers, not chess.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's so bad. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Dallas to take on Cooper Rush and those Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys plus eight at home. Talk
1: about a get right game for the Bengals. I mean, yeah. you the the Cowboys suffer the unfortunate injury with Dak. Their offense was already reeling. Uh, this is a chance for the Bengals to really right the ship. Um the defense for the cowboys it was it, it, again i felt like the bucks sleptwalk a little bit offensively but i have a feeling we can see some big games from t well i don't know if t higgins will still be in concussion protocol but if he is then it's it's the joe Mix and jamar chase show which i think it's going to be all year anyway mm-hmm. um and like the cowboys feel like the season's already low. like i know it's a 17 week season i know one of the weeks dak is out it's going to be the bye week so like you get a, a little bit of a, of a benefit there,
0: but if he's not back for six to eight weeks, you're looking at week nine, week ten. They're they're saying that they don't even want to put him on the on the IR at this point because they think he could be back within four weeks. Oh, man, that feels like a bad idea. Are they so, risking an injury? Sure, it, but yeah, that's that was the scuttlebutt today. They don't even want to IR him.
1: Yeah, that that feels like a Jerry Jones bad idea. Was uh, they're literally get, Jerry
0: Jones who said it. <laughs> well, perfect.
1: They're gonna get absolutely throttled
0: in this game. I think the Bengals win big. All right. The Houston Texans head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. And well, sorry, before I give you the rest of this, I am seeing Denver's lining up for a field goal right now. I mean Bada has the Broncos minus ten at home. I have never
1: in my history of watching the nfl and i've done it for several years
0: yeah i think 3 now
1: it's it could you have a worse coaching debut than nathaniel hackett like that like talk about unprepared not knowing the situation not knowing what's going on and like I know we all hate the preseason and you risk injuries and things like that. But again, another team that didn't play anybody in the preseason, we never saw Russ play. They came out uh, rusty. Uh, huh? Mm-hmm. They came out, uh, you know, a very poorly and slow. <laughs> Thank you. Defensively, defensively, they were bad and it, it, it showed. And like the clock management at the end of the game was literally embarrassing. Like, yeah. I understand teams wanting to play for the last possession. I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, and I believe me, I appreciate all the little throws and dink and dunks to Javante Williams that got me within three points of winning my fantasy game only to lose. Like, I, I, I thank you. But they're just coaching situations throughout that game that make absolutely no sense. If Javante Williams is your guy, You can't hand the ball to Melvin Gordon on the one-yard line. Turns out you can't hand the ball to Javante Williams on the one-yard line either. But the reason why it's sloppy and you're getting handoff issues is because you zero real preparation before the season. Then the fact that they had the ball with like four minutes left, all three timeouts, and the best they could do was a 64-yard field goal. And then he did the thing where he called the two timeouts with 11 seconds left. Like, dog, get Out of here, I would have. If I was Elway and the Broncos brass, I would have walked onto the field and told him that he was walking home from Seattle and that he was no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos because that was terrible. It was a bad debut. What, like, Chris, the two timeouts with 18 seconds left you 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 missed the field goal, you have two timeouts, there's 18 seconds left in the game. The fact that you called both and then argued with the referee after thinking you had a third one is bizarre bizarre yeah. it just
0: unbelievable the manning cast was uh fascinating to watch on that that last drive where they're just both like okay get a timeout i'd use the timeout here you have the timeouts i'd use the timeout i'd use the timeout and then they just kind of bleed 30 seconds off the clock for no reason
1: trust russ dude trust I mean, russ you gave him all that fight. money
0: and all those draft picks put the ball in the guy's hands
1: temple's finest brandon he was mcmanus playing well he was, he, he eventually got into the game and was, was making plays. Like, it's not like he stayed sloppy and bad for the entirety of it. No, the second half, he looked pretty good. I liked, I, to be fair, I did like the way they used all their tight ends. They have 70 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did think that offensively that looked good for the Broncos. Uh, and Jerry Judy reappeared. I think they said it was his first TD in 600 days. So that's oh,
0: crazy. Four catches, like, 102, and a score for Jerry Judy.
1: Like, that's all you can ask for in your first game with a new quarterback. I just, it was a baffling, baffling debut. An unreal. And then yeah. the Texans, no, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, in, in that game, I think it's going to be a long season for DK because Geno Smith is not a throw the ball down the field kind of guy. So DK is going to have to do a lot after the catch.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you saw them trying to get it into his hands with a lot of the wide receiver screens and the short passes. And I I mean, obviously you're not always going to be going up against Patrick Sertan um, Mm. junior, the second, either way. Um, Esquire. (laughs) uh, You're not going to always be going up against him every weekend, week out, uh, but you're not wrong. It's, and like, Tyler Lockett had a couple of catches, but a lot of the times the the big down the field ball to him that he could, you know, Russ would loop up there and he would just run under. Um, I don't see that happening a ton this year for the Seahawks. But uh, I again, I just think that the Broncos really shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game. Oh, yeah. For sure, and then and, and the, t- the Texans, yeah, the Texans. I mean, couldn't ask for a better first game for Lovey Smith. Uh, outside of blowing a fourteen point lead, that hurts. Um, but Davis Mills looked fine. Brandon Cooks had a decent amount of catches, I think. Um, a little bit underwhelming Seven
0: catches for eighty two yards.
1: Yeah, a little bit underwhelming from Damian Pierce. But again, rookie rookie running back in a situation where you got to get Rex Burkhead the ball. I get that. We we don't <laughs> yeah. know what Rex Burkhead can offer, so and we just have to find gone. out. Well, my word. <laughs> um, Listen, I I think that the Texans, um, they're gonna be, they're eventually gonna be just be the Texans uh, as the season goes on. I, I like the Broncos here to 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 sort of figure it out, but I'm nervous because I don't know if I trust Nathaniel Hackett. Well. <laughs> I've been trying to work in a Sandpiper Airlines joke because of the Hackett brothers from the television show Wings all day. I've been trying to figure one out and I couldn't do it.
0: Okay, well, I think that's for the best because <laughs> nobody would have gotten that reference. How dare you? I I had no idea what you were getting to until You've, you said the television show Wing. Oh, Sandpiper Airlines,
1: they live yeah, on Nantucket. No, it's a whole it. thing. There's
0: there's norm there's new shows on television. I know you just like to rewatch the ones from the
1: 1930s. <laughs> How dare you? The Wings is a
0: 90s show. Oh, good point. It's only 30 years old. Tony right. Shaloub, your boy. I like Tony Shaloub. I'm not 100% yeah, yeah. sure Ali's my boy. But now, you're a Monk guy. I did like Monk, honestly. Yeah, see? Uh, I was part of that Blue Skies television, Monk and then Psych on the USA Network. A <laughs> network that had previously just kind of been there where wrestling was.
1: Yeah, that's true. That You're not wrong there. I, 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 did you, you weren't a Pacific Blue guy? You didn't watch Lafemme Nikita or whatever other shows used to be on after wrestling? Look...
0: I'm sad for you that you know these things. <laughs> I, I only and know these... them those those ones I only know from commercials during wrestling. So uh, yeah, you can I know you can like don't pretend you don't host the La Femme Nikita podcast.
1: <laughs> We're doing a rewatch. We're on season three, episode five.
0: Yeah, nobody's listened to the show yet. <laughs> the Chicago Bears head to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers, and Bavada has the Packers minus ten at home. I don't know
1: if the Bears defense is actually good or is just a factor of literally you couldn't run in that game like because yeah. of the field. Um, so like I, I'm a little bit tentative to, to jump all over the Bears in, in this game where the Packers offense looked so bad last week. but then I remembered, I remembered back to last year where I did the same thing. I kind of declared the Packers dead after the the drubbing from the Saints. I think I'm, I'm almost confident I picked whomever they played in week two um, on betters delight. So I'm not going to fall for that trap again. I think that a week into it, I think the Packers can start to get a little bit more familiar. And now that they have a real official game tape, I think they can work on that offense a little bit better. I don't understand the fascination with AJ Dillon over Aaron Jones. It, it no. it's not because he's on multiple fantasy teams of mine. It is it is just more that like you look at when Aaron Jones gets the ball in his hands and he he clearly is a difference maker whereas AJ Dillon while very good like there's only so much he's he's able to do, you know, hand the ball off that's fine. They're getting them involved in the passing game. It doesn't
0: work nearly as well. So led the team in targets.
1: Who, uh, A.J. Dillon? Yep. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And that's the reason why they, one of the reasons why they lost 23 to 7. I do, however, think that the Packers write uh, this ship and, and take it to the Bears in their home opener. I think they
0: win by two touchdowns. I did enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers struggle.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it is what it is with him. I'm not surprised.
0: Do not not like that fella.
1: Well,
0: when he wins his third MVP in a row, it's going to be a real problem for you. not saying he's not a good football player (laughs) and a mediocre Jeopardy host. I just don't (laughs) like him. The Tennessee Titans travel to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills, and Bavada has those Bills minus 10 at home.
1: I'm going to be honest. I hate the fact that there's two Monday night games that are on simultaneously. Agreed. What are we doing? why are we overlapping? I agree completely. When? Why are we doing it in week two? Week oh, I, I was
0: confused by that.
1: We like week one is the two night Monday night doubleheader, and you do a West Coast game that starts at 10 30. Like, that's how this works. NFL, like, relax.
0: Um, and, why, and, like, why are we giving Buffalo 10 days off to start the season?
1: Well, and a second primetime game. Like, I get well, that's it. true, the, too.
0: The, the, the Bills, they're going to be very
1: good. There's a potential that they play in the final game of the year. I didn't need to see back-to-back primetime games for the Buffalo Bills. And I think the Titans stink. I, I really do. like The way they played against the Giants, um, I think that there are some real concerns in the Derrick Henry camp. He did not look great yet again. Um, I 21, don't think...
0: 482 yards, a yeah. long of 18 yards. I don't think he caught a ball. Uh, yeah. He did not catch a ball on one target.
1: Not great, not not great at all. If you're a Titans fan, their receivers clearly is a struggle. Woods' first game, uh, I, I, yeah, I, uh,
0: he was invisible. Two targets for one catch on two targets. Traylon Burks three catches, fifty five. Kyle Phillips led the team in uh, receptions and yards, six for sixty six.
1: I'm a little encouraged with the Traylon Burks three for fifty five. Like I'm yeah, a little like that. That is is much better than I think. There was the expectation that there was struggles in the preseason, so that's good. Um, but I just think this Bills team is is we saw it on Thursday night. Like this is this is business this year for them. There there yeah. there's not really a lot of fooling around. Uh, I think the Bills win this one big. Josh Allen's here to play, and they have the offensive
0: and defensive firepower to do it. All right, and the second Monday night game that you were clamoring for, the Minnesota Vikings head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's going to be a long time since I've watched a game start this late and watched all the way through. Bavada has the Eagles minus two and a half at home.
1: Let me tell you what. I really enjoyed Joe Buck and Trey Aikman on Monday Night Football, but I did miss the fact that they weren't the Sunday afternoon Fox Game of the Week broadcast team. Uh, Not taking away anything from Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. They were fine. It is what it is. There was just that feel, the Joe Buck and Aikman, like this is the game. It, it's just, it's weird to have a tight end to be the number one analyst.
0: Did you see the thing the about Burkhart? who he's, he's like, Kevin Burkhart doesn't care what you think. Well, that's weird. Him, him being Fox's number one commentator.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a really weird thing to say. Um, yeah, that, that's honestly, I'm, I'm,
0: Stud. he's got street cred greg is what i'm getting at
1: yeah congratulations um this game it's going to come down to two things it's going to be these are two teams we kind of already talked about a lot but yeah this is can the eagles uh, stop justin jefferson and keep keep the pressure on kirk cousins if they can't there is the potential that they are going to get absolutely blown out of the water if they can, then we'll be fine. I do think the Eagles' offense is better right at this moment than the Packers' offense. It's definitely more cohesive. They have a real idea of what this team should be. Um, so if they can dedicate themselves to running the football and opening up the rest of it, and if Devonta Smith can get a little bit more involved, and and same with Goddard, I think, uh, I think the Eagles have a chance. What's the line again?
0: Eagles minus two and a half.
1: Ugh, ugh, i hate that it screams vikings i think th- i think they disappoint us i'll take the vikings in this game
0: well at least i'll be very tired and frustrated by the end of it
1: absolutely buddy absolutely
0: monday night football welcome back <laughs> all right that is gonna be it for this week's episode of you're wrong and here's why for greg crone i'm chris Warwardell. We thank you for listening. Enjoy week two of the National Football League.